It's the Brew Ha Ha Podcast with Steve Jackson and Mark Carpenter. Time for the drive Brew Ha Ha with Herlinda Hello. and her guests. Who do we have today, Herlinda? I am so flippin' excited. Um, we've got Chris Black himself in studio all the way from Denver, Falling Rock Tap House, the legendary voted best tap house in America, I don't know how many times, and um, sadly he has just closed it and he is on a farewell tour bringing different breweries their signs that they have these beautiful painted metal signs on the brick wall and um, so he's doing a uh, farewell tour with the, giving them their paintings and saying yeah, hi to people. Yeah, giving them back, uh, not back, but giving them the paintings. They were all done their four foot by six foot metal signs that a uh, former bartender of mine who's a phenomenal artist uh, and he made these things and I'm just taking them yeah. back to the different breweries. And so who are you gifting them to in this area? Uh, well, I started out uh, last Monday in Denver, drove through Las Vegas to uh, San Diego, uh, where I gave a sign back to Lost Abbey. Then I drove up to San Francisco and dropped one at uh, Anchor. Yesterday, I dropped one off at Lagunitas, and I have a sign for Sierra Nevada, and then one for Deschutes. All right, so five signs. So Bob Brewer from Anchor is going to be here talking about that after we are done with Jeremy Cohen, who is on the phone from Schmaltz Brewing. And we have hey, Herlinda, guests. how are you? How are you? And he's got a great voice. Harry's going to love his voice. <laughs> and he's also really funny, Harry Duke. Um, well, the name of the brewery, Schmaltz Brewing, <laughs> kind of gives you an idea of that. I remember the first time I met Jeremy was at Great American Beer Festival. Our mutual friend Glenn Payne introduced me to him. And um, I had just seen the beer, and it was called Jubilation. And then there was another one that was Hebrew. And right well, now, and, and Jubilation is, is spelled J E W B I L A T A. So, well, and you probably met me at Falling Rock since Chris was kind enough to host uh, basically every GABF party we had from 2003 when we launched our first 12 ounce six packs all the way up until uh, just the last time we were able to all get together. And uh, in Denver, we had a, a party with some friends and had our anniversary there as well. So, uh, Chris, nice to see you hear from you and be near each other virtually. Okay. So, Jeremy, give us a little history on Schmaltz Brewing. And I know that it's, if it hasn't already closed, it's on its way out, correct? No, so I'm just uh, wrapping up 25 years of Schmaltz, uh, just putting a bow on the brand itself for the moment where we brewed our last Schmaltz beer. It's called Exodus 2021. Uh, started the company right here in Northern California in San Francisco when I was 26 in uh, 1996, and um, and then I was able to luckily, you know, worked for many, many years and grew the brand. We sold beer all over the country had a bunch of wonderful people that worked for me over the years. Um, and right now we're going to be focusing, switching my focus, instead of trying to have a regional small brand sell a tiny bit of beer in a lot of places, I'm going to focus on a brand called Alphabet City Brewing Company, which we do just in New York City with our uh, exclusive wholesaler Manhattan Beer. And um, I've got a little tasting room in upstate New York and Troy that we're uh, excited to host people at. And so... Um, we'll be focusing on 518 Craft, the tasting room in Upstate, and Alphabet City Brewing Company. And then I've been kicking around doing some consulting projects that have been really exciting and fun. And 
helping newbies and people more experienced uh, grow their brands, handle distribution management, work on contract growing. So it's just a pretty awesome time to be able to celebrate schmaltz and uh, <laughs> ridiculous, unbelievable 25 years. I, I definitely never thought it would ever get as far as it did and uh, and be able to also work on some new projects in the craft beer world. Now, you've actually, like, some of, like, your best known, like, you know, I said two of the beer names, but then you also focused on holiday beers as well, like Hanukkah beers and things like that. And, and then you didn't, you have, there was, like, a, a, a pass out at Passover. Somebody said, I can't tell, tell, I couldn't tell if they were actually kidding. Was that you, Chris, that said that? No, no, yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> no, somebody said that on my page. So, um. yeah, yeah. So we, one of the fun things about Schmaltz from the beer you're getting. So, the company is Schmaltz Brewing, it always was. The, the brand itself was Hebrew, the chosen beer, and uh, that was for 17 years. It was kind of like Boston Beer made Sam Adams, and then they had Boston Lager. Everybody just called it Sam Adams. Everybody just called us Hebrew. The t shirt said Hebrew. My most people referred to me, and then later Zach, uh, my co worker for many, many years, as the Hebrew guy. Um, and, you know, that was wonderful and a lot of fun. But then each beer had a different name and a different reason for existing. Um, we had Messiah, the Nut Brown Ale. It was the beer you'd been waiting for. It was our <laughs> second beer after uh, you know, Genesis was our first creation. And uh, Slingshot was, uh, you know, a chance to kind of go at a light body, light lager, um, a hoppy, hoppy kind of American pilsner. Um, and then, obviously, a couple of the bigger, uh, you know, the Jubilation Series was always the number, number of malt hops and alcohol is our anniversary. Um, and then now, we're, we just got a chance yesterday to taste Erlinda. It was really exciting. Um, uh, our new project, this little release called Schmaltz Liquor. And it's a small batch of oh, project that we did with uh, you know, many, many years of Jubilations distilled at St. George's and now packaged at Yankee in upstate New York. So... Always some fun, always some reasons for existing to be unique and different and, uh, and have a ball along the way. We're back on the drive brouhaha, and the brouhaha is brought to you by the fine folks at Russian River Brewing, the Beverage People Fermenters Warehouse, and Yoga 6. And Yoga 6 is now open, yes. and you can try your first class for just $10. They're located next to Whole Foods at Cottingtown Mall. It's never been easier to enjoy the benefits of yoga than with their modern approach to an ancient practice. Try one of their six signature classes and you'll find Yoga 6's immersive experience and inclusive environment will leave you feeling energized and empowered. And if you love your first experience, there's still a chance to become a founding member. Visit their website, www.yoga6.com slash location slash Santa dash Rosa, or give them a call at 707 707- Five two seven six four five four. That's Yoga Six at Cottingtown Mall. Herlinda, who are we talking to again? Uh, we are talking to Jeremy Cohen from Schmaltz Brewery in conversation with Chris Black from Falling Rock Tap House, who's in studio, and the famous legendary sales guy from Anchor, Bob Brewer. Um, so I knew he had some good stories about Falling Rock Tap House, some that he can actually tell on air. Um, <laughs> I'm searching for a few yet. <laughs> <laughs> but I know that, there you go. He's a, uh, Chris is, um, we, we're drinking an Exodus. Of course, Jeremy's beer that we got to sample tomorrow, his farewell to Schmaltz, is Exodus 2021. So, Jeremy, where is your farewell tour taking you next? Yeah, well, yesterday, Erlinda and I got a chance to party it up uh, at Admiral Malting at the Rake with Ron, who's a, a longtime class of 96 
friend and uh, colleague, uh, the class of 96, was originally going to be kicking off in Denver at the Falling Rock. Yes. But, um, <laughs> that, that obviously uh, was not in the in the clouds. So we um, kicked it off in Denver, moved into San Fran- uh, up into upstate New York in Troy, where my tasting room is, did San Francisco last night at the Toronado, uh, good friends of Chris and mine for many, many years. And now next up is a, a virtual tasting in the spirit of the age with the Jewish Forward from New York City, the <laughs> Jewish newspaper that goes all over the country. And that should be fun on November 11th. 18th at Barcade and Standard Tap in Philadelphia with good friends from breweries in the class of 96 out there. And then uh, Tampa, D.C., Boston, and New York City for the ultimate Hanukkah versus Christmas, the Battle Royale. <laughs> Is that like the Beatles versus Stones? <laughs> yeah, but it, it, either way, it's tasty, delicious, and you win both sides. So it's always fun. <laughs> yes, I, I was at Tornado on Sunday, so... <laughs> yep, I, I heard that there were beers being enjoyed. We had a great time. It was quite a trip to sit in the in the street on Lower Hate. Um, for all the years that we've all been outside doing other things in the street on Lower Hate last <laughs> night, drinking actually delicious beers legally and uh, professionally was an, an incredible, incredible opportunity. Well, maybe you'll make it out to Denver, and you and Chris can do something weird, um, I'm sure, now yeah. that you guys both have a little well, more time on your hands. I won't have to be working. That'll be the best part about it, you know. <laughs> so, Chris, let's talk a little bit about that. Mm-hmm. Falling Rock Tap House is no more. Yep. We uh, closed it up at the end of June uh, this year. We were open for 24 years and two weeks, and... Uh, we just got to the point where, like everybody else, we couldn't find anybody to work in the kitchen at all. And it was just my brother. He's uh, a larger guy. And his uh, his doctors were like, yeah, you, you can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. And we were coming into, we had the All-Star game in two weeks after that. And we just knew that was a recipe for disaster. We had some amazing landlords. They were our landlords the entire time. And they just like, hey... If you want to be here, we want to be your landlords. And if you don't want to be here, we're just going to sell the building. And they did. We were having a lot of problems with our next-door neighbor, who was a dance club. And uh, it was um, competing gangs, all in colors, uh, taking different sides, different corners of the place, and starting to shoot each other up. And mostly normal people didn't want to come down anymore. Oh, man. So we, uh, the city has since shut down him down at least temporarily but um we'll see how that all works out but it has just completely devastated the neighborhood and you know our landlords were like i said were very terrific and they they only asked us to like pay the taxes on the building during covid and um we were you know just barely treading water at that time with all the restrictions and everything like that and we didn't have anybody in the kitchen and we're just like you know what it might be time to just kind of like hang up we left not owing anybody any money which was kind of a a plus because i have too many friends that have hung on too long and then uh, are still paying off debts years later so I decided to take off, take these signs uh, to the breweries as an excuse to go visit everybody. Maybe you know, get a free beer or two. I don't know. <laughs> you know. Well, they're next to so so Falling Rock Tap House is this big, cool, or, or was. Uh, it's hard to say. I know this big, cool <laughs> brick spot right next to the Colorado Rock 
Colorado Rockies Stadium. So mm-hmm. you could just go like back and forth. Yeah. And then, of course, during the Great American Beer Festival and CBC, which is also World Beer Cup um, Craft, uh, Brewers Conference, that was the place to go. So you, how many how many taps did you start out with when you started first started off with sixty nine, which was a good number that most people could remember, and Especially then beer people, <laughs> yeah, and then and then we ended up with ninety four for right. about the last oh, fifteen years that we were there. And then and during the World Beer Cup and GABF, then you also had an outdoor festival yes. of breweries. I I had a uh, I still own it, but uh, I have a, a draft beer trailer that has twenty two taps on one side. And we would open up, we had a little, about a 1,400-square-foot parking lot in front of us, and we would just put taps out there, too, with a big tent over it. And, and uh, it was a, it was kind of the place to, to be for the beer industry. We just had the Craft Brewers Conference, and it was you know, significantly scaled down uh, a little over a month ago. And um, everybody was sending me notes of, like, well, where are we supposed to meet people at? And uh, that, that was... Uh, because for 25, well, for 24 Great American Beer Festivals, it, it you didn't have to ask that question. And that's where so. we went to with our hangovers, too. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, Bob, let's get yes, you sir. in the conversation. Your thoughts on either Falling Rock Tap House or Schmaltz Brewing? Well, Schmaltz Brewing, I'm familiar with the beer, though. I don't believe that I have ever really met Jeremy, but I know who he is. Um, uh, and I've always liked their beers. As far as uh, Falling Rock Tap House is concerned, um, I met Chris a long, 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 long time, time before ago, Falling Rock. Falling Rock. <laughs> I believe we first met in Houston, Texas, mm-hmm. um, uh, and he at the time was a beer rep for a German brewery, yep. and I was a rep for Anchor Brewing, and there was the signature and one of the very first multi-tap bars in all of Texas called the Ginger Man. (laughs) And uh, they went on to open several other uh, outlets, including one in New York City. But that's where I first met Chris. And then in the fullness of time, I found out that he had opened this bar in Denver. And at the time, uh, working for Anchor, not only was I a sales rep for them, but I was also working in marketing. And I did all of their special events. And I was their in-house draft technician and sort of a jack of all trades. They had a hard time giving me a label, so eventually they they called me the uh, 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 well. Anyway, so I, it must <laughs> not have been that memorable. Well, well you know, uh, uh, it, it wasn't a real title, but yeah. Um, uh, and over the years, since I was always exhibiting, we'd always had a uh, uh, a table at the uh, beer fest, and we'd always go in there and uh, into Falling Rock and. Uh, there were many memorable uh, evenings and events and things there and um, and the people you'd meet. But I have one memorable story that I would like to tell mm-hmm. that's, um, that, that, that's good enough for public radio. And as, as uh, Chris had mentioned uh, about an all-star game, there mm-hmm. was an all-star game uh, at Coors Field right down the street. And the uh, sales representatives for a very large uh, American brewing company mm-hmm. set about to go around the entire neighborhood of lower downtown where there were many, many bars. Denver. And, and Denver, yes. To make sure that their particular signature product was available at every single bar except for Falling Rock. Oh. And his... Um, and the, every vertical surface was covered with banners from that brewery. Fair, true enough. His motto was no crap on tap. So what they did is they actually came in there and they gave him a case of beer. Here, take this case of beer so that we can say every bar has it. 
And Chris took the case of beer and he took it outside the front door, produced a 16-pound sledgehammer, and smashed it. <laughs> yeah. And then the pieces of the case of beer and the sledgehammer were collected and glued together into a sign. And <laughs> a nice shadow wall. box. Nice shadow box sign. <laughs> All right, we should say shalom to Jeremy <laughs> so that he can move along. Because he's, he's been stuck in traffic on the Bay Bridge and all kinds of stuff, right, no Jeremy? Problem. Well, I mean, you guys were on the drive to drive time, so I figured I would empathize uh, in real life while I'm calling <laughs> You know, nothing like, nothing like an extra 32 minutes of downtown San Francisco sitting on the same two corners. And <laughs> luckily, it's uh, 24 is almost moving, so... Uh, Congratulations to, to to Northern California for still having traffic. <laughs> we appreciate the traffic update. Thank Jeremy, you, Jeremy. Next time, <laughs> next time you're in town, that you have more free time, and I know the pro beer guy is here that you're working with as well. Please come in the studio. Yep. We'd love to have you. Uh, bring some oh, schmaltz sure. liquor and <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and anything yeah, else we'll you want to bring. Um, we'll have chances. So Chris, I'll definitely be out because I got to come out and see some of the folks like Slider and. Adam, who made the made the magic happen for us for our twenty fifth, would love to have a beer with you when I get out there. Definitely, and, uh, and yeah, and then Bob, you know, we actually have crossed paths a few times, including I had my very first beer tasting uh, class with Doctor Joe O'Wadies at the brewery at Anchor in uh, nineteen ninety six when I very first started when I lived in the Mission, and um, <laughs> I've enjoyed many a Hanukkah versus Christmas, including Anchor <laughs> Christmas Ale. So uh, I, I hope you guys have a great time. I'm jealous. Enjoy the rest of the time and look forward to having some Exodus 2021 with everybody soon. Lahaim, everyone. Lahaim. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Shalom. Jeremy. Thanks for joining Jeremy. us on the Brouhaha. Okay. Very cool. So, yeah, you know what? Um, I know that you sold a lot of Anchor Barley wine. Oh, yeah. And what were, like, some of, like, your, like, either most unusual beers or, like, your biggest surprises or something that you always wanted and then you got? What about something that you always wanted and you, that you didn't get, Chris, at Falling Rock Tap um, House? No, it, it's, I mean, I, I, I've been around for, God, uh, You've been around. since we 1983. Know that. <laughs> I've been selling beer and do, dealing with uh, multi-tap bars and everything like that. And so I just, um, you know, I, I met a lot of these people early on. I, I met you know bob and oh god like 1986 or 87 at the ginger man 87 and um i uh you know so i met a lot of these people when they were first starting out and one one beer that i definitely wanted um was uh from this little brewery that had started up in guerneville stumptown brewery no 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 Russian oh, River. Oh, Russian River. God, duh. Corbell. <laughs> Serious <laughs> Corbell. You can see the look that Chris just gave me. Oh, my goodness. Now, sometimes <laughs> just fine. It's wonderful. But this, we're going back a little we're, further you're here. going way back. A so, fine sponsor of the Brouhaha, right. by the way. And, yes. and, and, and um, you know, uh, my wife and I became very good friends with Vinny and Natalie. And uh, in 2006, we actually came out here because my wife used to do triathlons she's very athletic and and she did the um vine man the full uh iron man here so we stayed with them at their house when they lived in santa rosa and uh cooked for them at night and did you get uh, the beer then after that or did you already um (laughs) actually we had we were we had already had the beer 
those six would have yeah we just had gotten the beer in recently and uh they their footprint across the united states it looks very unusual but it's based on them wanting to pour beer at certain bars it's available in the philadelphia area because they wanted to be at monk's cafe monk's cafe it was available in, in portland oregon because they wanted to be at the horse brass pub in portland oregon which i'm going to on the first which is their 45th anniversary on monday the first so i'm driving up there and uh, so we are, uh, um, uh, but anyway, that's that's why they were available in these kind of uh, areas. They wanted to be at falling. Those situations where I got the beer that I needed, and the rest of the the state got whatever was left over from <laughs> what uh, Vinny uh, sent to us in Colorado. That's cool. What about international? Because he had 95 taps. So I remember the first time I walked into Falling Rock Tap House. Oh, With Glenn Payne right. and the, the dear friend who introduced uh, introduced us, and I couldn't believe I'd never seen so many taps like that. And then also, and, their, and bar, their bartenders knew everything about And we turned them over. They yes. didn't just sit around. Um, Tons no. of international beers, too. So yeah. Like, I mean, you know, we, we had a ton of stuff from Belgium and from England and Germany and everything like that, even though, you know, in recent years, uh, some of those imports have kind of fallen a little bit more out of favor, which is sad. But, uh, no, we've... we've uh, um, we, we kept on a lot of those things. We, we were very early pouring a lot of sour beers and everything like that. We, we had the very first keg that was poured outside of the brewery for New Belgium of their sour project, the very beginning, which was uh, um, got a name that stuck a little bit. It was called uh, Love, and Love was just a single barrel and whatever the best barrel that they had in their warehouse at the time. Uh, when they put it into a keg, that just became Love because you only got it if you were did a lot of business with them and knew them really well so we put that on and i tasted it you were talking about michael jackson earlier uh-huh. uh i made him uh taste the beer and he went he stopped dead in his tracks and pulled out his notebook and started madly scribbling down as, as he would do yes mm-hmm. Wh- which michael jackson are we talking oh, this about? is michael no no glove jackson okay <laughs> um okay. um very famous uh, beer writer. He had, he had a, a TV show called The Beer Hunter, right? And he was known also pe- for being very kind to what like breweries and people around him. Well, he had when when I first British. got started, um, you know, being super interested in beer. I mean, when I was uh, a teenager, I went to uh, Europe for five weeks and discovered beer did not taste like Schlitz malt liquor, um, you know, out of a can. So I uh, just um, I, I started searching out these beers, and I found this book called Michael Jackson's World Guide to Beer. Mm-hmm. It was originally published in 1978. We all have a copy of that. I have oh a God, copy of that. I, I have I have like four. <laughs> well, I don't know how many I have. I have the pocket guide, and they're all autographed. <laughs> yes, I have one of them that is autographed about six times, and it's like, you know, you. Then the next one is you again, and then I tried to get him to sign it. Um, uh, uh, was like, would you stop following me? <laughs> but he wouldn't do it. But I, I knew him for over twenty years, mm-hmm. so uh, no, it, it was pretty good. But yeah, I wanted to mention also that, like, so things changed. Like right when I first met you guys, mm-hmm. you had a big event in your family life, 
mm-hmm. with your wife, mm-hmm. and then you started doing. I don't know if you were already doing some fundraisers already for cancer. No, it, well, I, I did start doing some uh, for breast cancer because of Natalie Trelurso. Yep, because that's the one Frambois. of her mm-hmm. uh, her thing, the Frambois for the cure, and then also um, uh, donating money for uh, uh, playing the younger releases. Uh, but my wife uh, was diagnosed with uh, multiple myeloma on her 50th birthday, which made for a kind of a bummer day. And so uh, years later, she uh, asked me if she couldn't have a mulligan for her birthday. And so uh, I took her to, and, and I know that we're in the Bay Area, so I'm going to be very sorry and apologize for this. But um, unfortunately, my wife is a diehard Cowboys fan. Okay, so I took Cowboys, her to I mean, a Cowboys home. Fan. I took her to a home game in at, at Jerry World, uh, for her birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, I I know. I'm in the Bay Area. I'm just like you know. But anyway, um, <laughs> you, people loathe the Cowboys all over the country, yes. not just yes, the yes, Bay Area. Yes, yes, I'm yes. a Cowboys fan. I'm hey, but, Cowboys but, fan. It, but the best part is they were playing the Eagles. Oh, oh Philadelphia. And, okay. and, and it went into overtime, and, and the Cowboys won. So my, my wife was ecstatic about this thing. <laughs> but, uh, the problem with that matchup is that somebody's going to win. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to go someplace similar to that, basically. <laughs> I was going to say something about the whole country wanting both teams to lose, but uh, you know, yes. <laughs> but you've been you've done some fundraisers for that. Though. Oh yeah, we we we've always been involved with that. We we picked the, a uh, charity in Colorado called um, uh, Sense of Security, and what they do is they give grants to families that are dealing with uh, breast cancer, and uh, they just give them five hundred dollars a month for six months to take care of expenses that aren't covered by your insurance. So, uh, and they're just an amazing group to work with. And the executive director of it is a huge beer nerd and loves beer and thought it was just the greatest thing that this thing that he really enjoyed was giving back to this organization he does so much work for. We were talking in the green room also, and I've got somebody who's actually listening to the show right now who will, like, understand this, too. Uh, pre- post-prohibition laws, how they changed with the three-tier system that it affected tap rooms. And one of the things you were, we were talking about was with breweries being able to have their own tap rooms, and that kind of affected... Yeah, crack it open. You can make it that loud if you want. I'm good with that. I, I don't mind hearing that sound. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, he's opening up a nice faction that I picked up fresh at the brewery last night. But Hello, Roger and Claudia. <laughs> Yeah. We just have a couple minutes. We, okay, yeah. but like, so your thoughts on how you think the three tier system and everything's going to go now? Well, like the three tier system for those of you that don't understand says that people can be a brewery or a distributor or a bar, restaurant, those kind of things. Somebody that retails the stuff, and it, we have a unique system here that says you can only be one of those things. Certain privileges were granted to breweries, small breweries, to help foster their growth, allow them to like self-distribute, maybe sell a few pints out of their tap room. But lately, they have you know turned into bars, and that's caused a problem for the bar industry. Uh, it was just in a New York Times article on Monday uh, talking about this. And um, it's just been kind of an unfortunate situation that the people that uh, supported all these breweries for 25, 35, 45 years are now being hurt by it. And, uh, you know, I always say that we don't have to do a thought experiment about what happens when we don't have the three-tier system because if you go to other countries, the bars and restaurants are completely owned by the big breweries. So, and that's kind of where I am. Okay, we've got to take a quick break for traffic. We'll be back to wrap up the brouhaha after this on KSRO. This is a drive traffic update with Michael Green in the KSRO Traffic Center.
All right, it's been a very busy uh, commute time here, winding down finally, sponsored by Lowe's, a new snag at the uh, Mark West Springs slash River Road on-ramp to southbound 101, so things could be a little heavier right there. That's about where the backup begins at River, heading down towards Hearn. North 101 was a major hassle, uh, several earlier issues crash on the grade at railroad north 101 earlier backups are gone out of petaluma had a stall north of gravenstein that was in the backup to a crash before todd road that had the two left lanes blocked that was all really heavy through there Uh, now we're looking at more of the usual golf course out towards uh baker lowe's provember event is back and they're thanking pros like you all month long with top values on pro brands like dewalt and spider online or in store through november 24th lowe's is the new home for pros and that's your drive traffic i michael green in the ksro traffic center Back to wrap up this week's Drive Brouhaha. The Drive Brouhaha, of course, brought to you by the folks at Russian River Brewing, the beverage people from Inter's Warehouse, and Yoga 6. Chris, you're on your farewell tour here. Yep. What's next for you after that? That is a good question. Uh, I, I, I'm not too sure that this retirement thing is going to last very long for me. My wife has probably got an opinion on that. Uh, uh, and anyway... Uh, I am talking with some people um, about doing some consulting. They have a small consulting company and want to talk to me because I happen to know all of their clients. Mm. I think you should write a book, and it could be blackmail, and you'd make extra money. (laughs) But what will you miss the most? What will you miss Um, the most, Chris? The biggest thing that I miss is that um, I used to have a place where everybody in the whole world came to see me. And now I have to go, like, visit, like, it, it takes a lot longer to meet everybody when you have to go travel all over the world. So, all right. Well, thanks for coming in, you guys. Thanks for coming in, Chris Black and oh, uh, yeah. Bob Brewer, and uh, we will see you guys next week. And thanks to Jeremy Cohen for joining us uh, from Schmaltz, Schmaltz Brewing. Exodus. Do we yes, know what's Exodus. on tap for next week yet? I am Did you t- catch that on tap? I was <laughs> really clever to see that. That's really yeah. <laughs> I am working on a uh, local brewery. It is a surprise because I haven't been able to get them in, so you will know next week.